Hey, hey demons and delinquents. I'm Sav. And I'm Kat. And welcome, welcome to, to Creepin' It Real. A paranormal and true crime podcast where we surprise each other with new cases each week. This week we'll be discussing paranormal cases, but catch us next week for our true crime stories. So, so we are back for our second week. This is our paranormal week that we have worked really, really hard on. <laughs> well, I have. I can't speak. Can't speak for you, you. You literally watched me write this paper twenty minutes before I ended up in the emergency room. So, you know, it really be like that sometimes, <laughs> man. But like, what's kind of like, kind of like what yours about, sort of. So it's about abandoned hospitals. No because way. That's our, that's our theme this week. Is it about abandoned hospitals? I would have never guessed. Because, you know, we're both about abandoned hospitals this time. You know what? Maybe mine's not abandoned because it's haunted. You're right. You're, I'm You're sure welcome. That, I'm sure there's some homeless people that live in this place. I'm sure it's kind of not yeah, like homeless ghosts. <laughs> They're not homeless if they live there. <laughs> Did you just, like... That's their home. <laughs> they live there. I've been really excited to do this one, though. Okay, so... I guess since you went first on true crime, yeah, I'll go first on paranormal. So the one I ended up picking, and again, this was kind of spur of the moment, but it's actually <laughs> really interesting, is Athens Mental Hospital. Is it in Athens, Georgia? No. Ah. It is not. Plot twist, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I, I believe it's actually in Ohio. Athens, <laughs> Ohio. So. I didn't know. I, I sometimes forget Ohio's a state. Same. Like I'm so sorry for some Ohio. Yeah, but you know that there's those like states that just like Ohio and and Montana. I forgot Wisconsin was a state until it popped up in my true crime research. <laughs> Wisconsin is the best cheese though. That's from that '70s show. I'm not a big fan of cheese. Are you a fan of that '70s show? I think I watched like three episodes of it, so no. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh gosh. I Our just... lord and savior Ashton Kutcher is very disappointed in you. Who's the one that, uh, the, there's one one character from that semi show that's my spirit animal, though. Oh, shit. Well, how am I to know since you never watched He's got it. the curly hair always wears sunglasses. Oh, hi. Yes. That man is my spirit animal. I love him. No, Ashton Kutcher is literally my favorite. You know that he does a lot with, um, him and his ex-wife Demi Moore. They do th- the thorn thing. Do you know what thorn is? So they actually have this huge organization where they, all profits, all of their money goes to sex trafficking and finding these people, or finding these girls and boys that are being sex trafficked, and like, it's this huge organization, it's non, it's, it's really cool. That makes a lot of sense for next week's podcast, Lost and Found, where we talk about people who went missing and then then back up again. Back to, back to this mental hospital, since we got really, really distracted. Uh, Athens Mental Hospital is actually now known as The Ridges. It earned a dark reputation for its frequent lobotomies, housing of violent criminals, and its grounds, which served as the final resting place for more than 1,900 of its patients, their headstones marked with numbers instead of names. The main building included a central administration building and a separate wing for men and women, each with their own dining halls. There was room to house 572 patients in the main building, which is almost double what was normally recommended. So it was a bit overcrowded. Just just a little. Just a little bit. 
Uh, during operation, it provided service to a variety of patients, including Civil War veterans, children, and those deemed mentally unwell. Causes listed for admission included epilepsy, menopause, alcohol addiction, and tuberculosis. <laughs> Yikes. General ill health also accounted for many admissions. For female patients hospitalized during these first three years, the leading causes of insanity are recorded as puerperal condition related to pregnancy or childbirth, change of life, which is basically a fancy way of saying menopause, <laughs> and menstrual derangement, which is basically a fancy word for PMS. The leading causes of insanity among male patients was masturbation and intemperance, which basically is a fancy word for alcohol addiction. <laughs> Dude, I would have been admitted a long time ago. That's what I'm saying. Shit. In 1977, Billy Milligan, a serial rapist on the Ohio State campus, was diagnosed with multiple personality disorder and sent to Athens. Now, pay attention to that year, 1977. I Because less than a year later, in 1978, a woman named Margaret Schilling reportedly disappeared inside the hospital's maze of wards. Her naked body was found a year later, her clothes folded neatly beside her, in an abandoned wing of the hospital. Today, you can still see the stain left behind by her decaying body, and possibly her ghost. How on the long top was floor. she dead? They said it was... Six or seven months? How? Okay. I'm gonna need a map of this hospital. It must have been a hella maze for a whole human. <laughs> she was found in an abandoned wing that no one ever went into. Why was she there? No one knows. I would assume she was hidden there if she was murdered, but... But yeah, and apparently you can also see her ghost on the top floor in Ward Number 20, which is actually the one she was found in, was Ward 20. Okay, so we're gonna have to go on a road trip, because I want to go and talk to this lady. Okay. And, like, wonder, like, what was... What? Huh? (laughs) Curious. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting, though, that that man was housed there, and then, like, Less than a year later, this bitch went missing. And I'm just like, y'all weren't thinking to um, look at this connection, crazy man? Connection? <laughs> Hello, friends? No, they don't. Because back then, no one cared. This is the 70s, man. Like, late 70s. I feel like, like, this isn't the 1800s. Find your people. Find your people. <laughs> DNA still wasn't that big of a thing then, though. That's true. Anyway, since we're talking about ghosts, not crime. That was a crime that turned into a ghost. Most crimes turn into ghosts if you believe in ghosts. But anyway, her spirit is said to have appeared staring down from the window of the room where her body was found. It has been seen attempting to escape and has been seen wandering various parts of the building at night. According to some, she is not alone. Other former patients are also said to remain in residence. With reports of strange figures standing in the empty wings of the former hospital hearing disembodied voices, and hearing screams echoing through the halls. More frightening, there are rumors of spirits of patients who remain shackled in the basement. These many spirits are said to be those who died or suffered at the hands of the staff at the asylum. Which, from what I could research, there wasn't any confirmed cases of abuse by doctors, but lobotomy There hardly count. ever is. Yeah. You're um, in for a real treat when we get to mine. <laughs> Uh, the cemetery is also said to be haunted by shadowy people and strange lights. In one area, the linear shapes of the graves form a circle, which is said to be a witch's meeting place. Oh. 
Oh. Well then, that's um. So this hospital's got ghosts, murder, (laughs) witches, and fancy architecture. All things that are very interesting to me. (laughs) Especially the fancy architecture. I mean, man, you have to imagine what kind of house we could build. No, this place was actually, I believe it was called the Kenmore or Ken... Can something design? Oh, I know what it is because they did mine too. Yeah, it's like they a big goth. It's like the big Victorian yeah, gothic it's architecture. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I actually might have it written down in mine, but I'm not sure. That's crazy, though. Yeah, like, they said that there's still a stain to this day that you can see on the floor. From- okay, but is it completely shut down? Yeah, it is. It is fully abandoned. In it Ohio? Is- yeah, we could go to Ohio. When we go to New York, we can go to Ohio. Ohio's on the complete other side of the... Well, no, I mean, it's, it's not. not. Oh, you're right, it's not. I, I keep thinking not. Ohio's over there on the west coast You're thinking somewhere. of Montana. I am Is Montana, of Montana even over there? Yeah, Montana's over there. Montana's right we on top need to of go the north and South Dakota, so... We need to go and take us a little map we quiz. Need to, I was like, we need to learn the country we live in. Because, look, when we go to New York for my birthday, we can just pop in Ohio, pop you're and right. see... Little, little Miss, oh. whatever her name is. I don't know if I told you about this. I think I told you when we went Black Friday shopping. On the way home from Justine and Joe's family yeah. up north, or up in Citronelle, we got to drive past their city oh, yeah, in the you day. Told me. Oh my god, I've never seen it in the daylight. It is amazing. I have to go in there now. So if anyone's We're listening, gonna have to uh, tell you guys about that. <laughs> okay, I, anyways, so. Dude, we should both go back to Cersei we and, should. like, talk. Like, we should... I would love to do a podcast inside Cersei. That would be so Like, maybe fun. for our 100th episode or something, do something special like that where we get to go into somewhere and sit in there and do the podcast in there. Yeah, we should definitely... That should be, like, one of our, like, big paranormal weeks. Like, maybe we could do something cool every 25 episodes. Yeah. Because 25... Yeah, that'd be so cool because, I mean, mm-hmm. we could go to two different... Pl- Guess where we might be by my 21st birthday. 25. You're right. You're right. Well, how many weeks till my birthday? I was born in April. At least 12. Yeah, maybe not 25. But like, (laughs) you know, it'd be like that, dog. (laughs) But that's crazy, though. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I wish I could have found more about it, but they didn't really have... They had more on the architecture and the style of building than they did about what went on inside it, which is a good indicator that there was some shady shit. (laughs) Let me tell you about this really nice sculpture I made. Um, Is that a a human skull in the sculpture? Let me tell you about the sculpture I made. What skull? That's part of the sculpture. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah. So so now I'm, I'm I'm very interested to listen to yours. Well, mine is de- you're definitely in for a treat because mine is definitely not as dark. Aww. I guess it's not <laughs> as um, effed up, but it's really cool. It's really really cool. So I'm sorry if I'm not saying this completely right because I've watched three videos on it and they all pronounced it differently. Mm. But the way I'm gonna pronounce it is the way it's just gonna be. Okay. Okay. So, the Traverse City State Hospital, (sighs) otherwise known as the Northern Michigan Asylum, (laughs) is a closed down and, yep, you guessed it, a haunted psychiatric hospital. (laughs) So, you know, both of us could have picked a regular hospital, but no, we both went, let's talk about the crazy people. (laughs) Because when you think of, like, haunted hospitals, I'm sorry, but Singing River, 
has nothing on asylums. That's true. The craziest person there is probably you when you was pregnant. (laughs) Although, what was the one they did on Ghost Adventures? The Liberty... You remember from Planets Over in California? Oh, go, go, go. The one where Nick saw the full body apparition and didn't catch it on camera? Mood. At Nick Groff for Good job, Nick. I hope you feel good about yourself. (laughs) So, (laughs) architect Gordon W. Lloyd and his crew were recruited and began building this psychiatric hospital. So, the construction began in 1881 and the hospital was running by 1885 with 43 patients. That's not so bad. So, now we're going to talk about our man. Our man, y'all. Y'all don't even understand about this this dude. Dr. James Decker Munson. We stand him. So, the first superintendent of the hospital successfully grew the hospital into a highly desirable asylum. Hmm. Well, as desirable an asylum can be. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I was thinking, well, that's, uh, that's saying something. But honestly, mood. So, it expanded from one building into 12 separate housing cottages and two infirmaries. So, by the 1930s, it was absolutely flourishing. Like, in addition to the three massive, university-sized buildings, a large parking garage, and several pavilions were built. Mm. And within its first 40 years of being open, Traverse City State Hospital was the largest employer in the city. So, now, you may think it's about to get dark, but you would be wrong. So, (laughs) I'm a little disappointed. (laughs) So, between 1940 and 1980 was when drug therapy began and grew popular and it was leading to a lot of mistreatment of patients and, you know, most haunted asylums nowadays are a result of how wrong drug therapy was back then. Absolutely terrible. So, now, before drug therapy blew up, Traverse was already completely against it. Like, they said, fuck that. They didn't even know about it yet, but they wasn't even with it. They said no. As a matter of fact, Dr. Munson believed in beauty therapy. And honestly, mood. What is, wait, hold on. (laughs) Hold on. Because when I hear beauty therapy, I think this bitch going into Ulta, spending $300, making these people look snatched. Modern day Munson. Yes. So that's actually what happened, was he just made these people look pretty and was like, now your life is okay. (laughs) I mean... Because, like, a new haircut makes me feel pretty good, too, but it doesn't cure my mental illness. But it makes you feel better. For, like, five seconds. And then you're like, and why the fuck And then you go back to this? being depressed, and it's great with blue hair, though. <laughs> you're right. Just spice it up. <laughs> so, Traverse patients were treated through kindness. So, not exactly so making them snatched, but they were treated through kindness. Like, if Dr. Munson was in a Hogwarts house, he would be a Hufflepuff. Hands down. He's... My favorite. So, honestly, Munson really just believed in moral treatment. So, that maybe if patients, which weren't called patients by him, they were actually called residents. But if they were surrounded by a beautiful environment, genuine nurses, and a warm lifestyle, their emotional, mental, and physical states would be uplifted. Wait, okay, is this going to get creepy and dark anytime soon? No. Really? Really. This is just Hufflepuff bullshit? I mean, kind of, yeah. Nice. It gets a little dark at the end, but not like... <gasps> no. Munson, we stand him. Then how did this place end up haunted? Well, let me get there. Alright. <laughs> so, Munson went above and beyond to ensure the residents didn't feel trapped and more like they were kind of at home. So, unless it was 100% needed for more dangerous and, like, extreme patients, physical restraints were forbidden. Hmm. 
So, no straitjackets, bed cuffs, absolutely nothing. Unless she was literally going to kill a nurse. So, meals were served together in a real dining room on actual china. So, no whack lunch plates. These people were bougie as hell. Oh, it gets better. <laughs> this was in the 1800s, correct? Uh, yeah. yeah like yeah. early, Late. early 1900s? Yeah. These mental patients were probably treated better than, like, 70% of the population. All because Dr. Munson believed in moral treatment of patients. Really? When we get back to that. Man, okay. this dude was literally just amazing. I... Like, if you know I this ever... is supposed to be paranormal, it's supposed to be creepy, and you're just telling us about this Hufflepuff doctor who treated people with kindness. We were supposed to be talking about lobotomies and nurses going missing for almost a Look, year and leaving bloodstains on the floor. It doesn't always have to be dark and haunted. It can be cheery and haunted. Okay? What place do you know of that's cheery and haunted? Traverse City State Hospital. Name me one more. You know which wasn't? Penhurst wasn't. Uh... Oh, it started with an L. Oh, well. Back on this. Look, the point is, if I ever go mental, I hope that the hospital I get put in is as good as this one. Because even the architecture was built on Dr. Munson's belief. Each patient had a window with a view that let loads of natural light inside. Even the patients that didn't have the privilege to go outside were able to enjoy it. Hmm. Yeah, right? So... Uh, another really cool thing Dr. Munson established was jobs to give the residents purpose. Oh, yeah, mine did that. Yeah, so, that. you know, they could farm, build furniture, and can fruit, amongst a lot of other things. Like, this guy was honestly a peach, okay? And from what I've read, everyone loved him. He even helped treat others rather than just the mentally ill during the different outbreaks of tuberculosis, polio, the flu, all that. Hmm. Yeah, for free. Man was a saint. And if you didn't already... If you didn't already love him, he also cared for the elderly, let his hospital be used as a um, rehab clinic, and trained nurses, too. So, I could this honestly... This man literally deserves to be recognized by the Catholic Church as a saint. Like, y'all, he's great. Like, I could honestly go on about this man, but we ain't got time for that. But, the point is, we stand Dr. James Decker Munson. We stand Can him. we get a shirt with that on it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, sadly... As time moved on, so did the law, which quickly brought on the drop of the hospital. So, the farm where residents would can fruit and plant veggies closed down in the 1950s, and most of the buildings were demolished due to fire hazards. And finally, in 1989, it was closed down. Now on to the spooks. On to the spooks. <laughs> you know, what so, we're here for. We'll get into both of these soon. I mean, we are, but I got So, one of the largest and most popular legends that the state hospital has is that there's a particular tree on the property that's supposed to be the portal of hell. I'm sorry. Oh, wait. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Wait a minute. I'm just hold saying. Hold on. Hold on. The devil. A portal to what? <laughs> to hell. Honey. This man out here treating people the way Jesus would have. And now you're going to tell me. <laughs> That there's a portal to hell all Look, the grounds. even the devil was beautiful. So, then, not only that, but, uh, just, we'll get there in a minute. We just, we just gonna skim over that? So, oh, alright. So, despite 
despite most of the buildings being torn down, there were still some standing in its time of shutdown. And um, after years of not being visited, the one thriving hospital was now a perfect place to hang out. Or was it? Because lots of locals drifted towards the old hospital to hang out with friends. But just as soon as they started enjoying their time, many of them claim a sudden change of energy in certain spots. And in others, there's been claims of voices and footsteps along with the feeling of dread. So as the local the stories... just want to hang out too. They want to come I to know. party. Look, they were so used to being treated wonderfully that after being denied so many times, they just got to start a haunting. Can I, can we, can we go, can we go somewhere haunted and just throw a party? And just be friends with the ghosts? Yeah. Get them some booze? <laughs> You're welcome. How dare you? <laughs> like, you're just so wide open. This is bullshit. <laughs> you put this podcast, I'm done. Okay. Get back to so uh, <laughs> this hospital. As the local hell. stories grew, they soon grew countrywide, and it didn't take long before more experienced paranormal investigators began exploring. <clears throat> Honestly, actually, surprisingly, he hasn't. I really? thought he did, but he has not. Probably oh. because there's nothing too spooky, spooky about this one. But it's kind of spooky. So yeah, you know Zach Vegas is gonna go anywhere unless he can fuck a demon. Always. And last time I checked, Dr. James Munson doesn't want... There's a portal to hell in a tree! Um, like I said, we'll get back to that. So, (laughs) between strange vibes, lights coming on in rooms that had no power, and faint voices being heard, Traverse City State Hospital made a name for itself in the paranormal world. So, now moving on to something a little more sinister. On the grounds of Traverse Hospital is a tree. But not Mm -hmm. just any tree. Because this tree is called the Hippie Tree. And it's also thought to be a portal to hell. So yeah, you heard Damn me. Hippies. On this beautiful ground, where our Lord and Savior, Dr. James Munson, once walked, is the portal to hell. So, now, the hippie tree was once a large, flourishing tree, but some years ago, a lightning bolt hit it, causing it to split into three pieces. And since it broke off, it's been painted and decorated with a lot of colors, despite it being the portal to hell. Because mm. honestly, Lucifer was gorgeous. So, some stories say if you walk around the tree so many times that the portal will open and let you go into hell. Like, they don't tell you how many times? No. I need that information. I mean, honestly, wig. It's probably three, though, because most demons have a thing for the number three. Or Or six. six. Yeah, or six. It's three or six, usually. So, other stories claim that two boys were murdered beside it, condemning them to hell. Yeah. Then again, some people say it's not even the original hippie tree, so it's not even the original portal to hell. So, I just want to know how and why this all started, because they kicked me out of hell, and I need to find my way back, okay? <laughs> so, on another account of being haunted, it was, it used to have a chapel in it, and there was a priest, and now people say that they can see the priest's apparition. Mm. Now, uh, I bet he's the one who opened the portal, the fucking asshole. I mean, so. why would a priest open a portal to hell? Well, Usually probably. they're trying to put things back, not bring them. Bring them well, out. because uh, he committed suicide. So, I mean, pre- I mean, 
not to say that I know a good bit about the church, but I know a good bit about the church, and, like, suicide is, like, not the answer. It's really bad. It kind of makes you go to hell. So I mean, it's I kinda frowned think upon. That, you know, I kind of think maybe, maybe, that the priest was like, LOL, BRB, and then he came back, opened the portal to hell, and now luring people into it. Hmm. Honestly, Munson was probably like, yeah, good job. Kill yourself. I cannot believe you're being like this. Honestly. So. Don't tell people to kill themselves. It's very wrong. <laughs> On top of that, there's a supposed distinguished creature that chases you out of the tunnels. Is it a goat man? Is it a goat man? Well, no. Oh. So, you know. Yeah, it chases you out the tunnels from underneath the hospital if you go in there. There wasn't, that's the thing, there's no one said, so I don't know how distinguished it's supposed to be. These are all, like, local accounts, so I'm not saying that all of these are completely true, just what are very popular and mm -hmm. talked about. So, despite its refreshing start, I guess ghosts are gonna ghost, and considering it was open for a hundred years, it can't completely be happy. But, that's kind of my uh, little paranormal story about, uh... Told you you would not expect it, because it's not, like, super spooky, but it's not, like, I don't know. I really like it. I just, it's, it's really interesting that a hospital could have been run so beautifully and so happily, and yet there's still a portal to hell, and a creature that runs you out of, like, no one can just let things Well, see, good. what I'm thinking the creature is, is, like, probably a homeless man down there. <laughs> What if it's Dr. Munson and he, he discovered the, 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 the immortality and he made him some horns out of some solo cups and now he's just goblin running to get shitty people out of off his grounds? That's Leave what I would me do. alone. That's what I would do. That's what any good Hufflepuff would do. That's amazing. Says the Slytherin. <laughs> You're like a Slitherpuff. You're definitely a Slitherpuff. I have my days. You're definitely a Slitherpuff. <laughs> like, I don't know, but I loved it because, like, God. Dr. Munson was just, he was a peach. Like, just imagine being alive in the time where it was kind of like, one, frowned upon to be mental. I mean, it's <laughs> frowned upon to be mental anyways, but, like, it was like a no-no. Like, a lot of people said that you were, like, gonna go to hell if you were mental back mm -hmm. then. And, like, you were always treated wrong. I mean, you were treated wrong up until, like, the 1980s. So, for this to be so early on, but then this wonderful doctor is, like, genuinely just believes if you're treated how everyone else is, it'll help you. Like, like I'm convinced this man was, like, an angel in disguise. Like, honestly, because, I mean, he just, he wanted everyone to be happy. Like, yeah, okay, fine. He didn't, like, tie them down to beds and force medicine in them. So, he, they probably, like, didn't really get better, because I think medicine is supposed to make you, you know, a little better. So, they probably <laughs> didn't technically get better, but... They were at least living their best life. Yes, they were treated right. Like, because when I think asylums, I think, like... Lobotomies. Yes. And torture. And, and those nasty lunch and plates. And yeah. That was what my got hospital. me. That's what got me, was when I read that, like, he let them all eat as a family in a dining room on real china together. That just got me. Like, I felt that. Like, my hospital's all. over here doing lobotomies <laughs> and shock therapy. And I do believe there was another thing at this hospital that I didn't write down because I didn't feel like it was important. But one of the other things I read was that they did, uh, it, it, I think it was called, like, cold conversion or something. They took patients and dumped them in, like, bathtubs full of ice water, thinking it was going to ASL. Help. 
and like it's just like so much weird stuff that they were like oh yeah this might help just sit them out in the cold and spray them with a water hose wow miss ohio don't you wish you were joining me in munson and michigan i say sipping my wine glass sitting in my nice architectural building with my doctor <laughs> now i'm gonna sit over here with the lobotomies and the crazy ass fucking witch meeting place in the cemetery i say as i chug my four loco <laughs> And goblin run off into the distance. Don't because that's si- don't make me sick my creature on you. Because that's the difference between these two hospitals. That there is like a sparkling rose, and this here is a four loco and a red bull. Don't make me sick my creature on you. Don't make me throw you into my hippie tree. <laughs> hippie tree. That we don't even know. Hang yourself from the hippie tree. What's that song that's in um in um that movie, the Hunger Games movie, that like are you um, are you? Coming yeah. The, yeah, that's yeah. me inviting you to Michigan to hang out with me. No, because Michigan. your tree is a portal to hell. Um, you're right, and that's exactly how we're gonna get you in there, along with all of the other terrible doctors that mistreated your patients. We send you all <laughs> to hell. We just send you there. Me and Munson are just continuing. We're just sipping our really nice aged wine in the tunnels mm. <laughs> with your creature. Yeah, yeah. Uh, does, he treat, and, does he treat the creature nice too, or is he more like? Oh uh, yeah, no. He thinks that if the creature's treated very nicely, that he'll attack all uh, naysayers. That's like uh, when John it's said like he boy. was going to get us a pet Wendigo and feed yeah. it four locos and bang energy drinks and feed it chicken tendies and teach it to attack the FBI agent that comes to take us away yep. when we live in our cave. That's basically uh, what me and Munson are doing with our little creature that we have. Uh, just don't come and fuck with us, and we won't have to stick it on you. Are you ready to be done with this podcast now? Because <laughs> <laughs> I am. This got weird. It's great. It's this great. got weird. Um, that would also be a good name for our podcast. Is this got weird? <laughs> so, well, I guess uh, next week we're gonna be doing true crime. We will be doing true. We crime have already week. decided what we're gonna do. We're gonna do the lost and found, mm-hmm. which is. Some more happy-go-lucky, happy ending. Kind of happy ending. Is yours not? Mine actually is a happy ending. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> I went from Dr. Munson to some fucking Satanists. I'm sorry, wait, hold on. <laughs> so you chose happy-go-lucky sunshine for the paranormal podcast, but for our true crime one where it's supposed to be lost and found, where people are supposed to be happy, you chose death. Uh-huh. Great. You're this also. is going to be great. I'm excited. So that concludes episode two of Creeping It Real. Uh, And here's a word from Anchor, the platform we use to record for you guys.